0: what's up everybody michael johnson here with the business choreography podcast and i'm excited you join me today because today we have a very special guest i'm so excited to share with you gary ross gary is a cool cat he works with executives managers, and frontline employees to be better communicators so that they can lead and inspire others, increase productivity, and advance their careers. As a former Fortune 500 corporate communications executive, Emmy-nominated broadcast journalist, and current stadium and arena public address announcer, Gary knows you don't always need a booming sound system to get your message across. He provides actionable tips and advice for people to grow confidence, build credibility, and influence others. Guys, I'm excited to share his wisdom with you and for you all to get to know him. I'm excited to have a great conversation. Let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show, Gary.
1: Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. This is great. It's great to be here.
0: Absolutely. So excited to kind of dig in. As everybody knows on the show, I love to start with backstory. Uh, But before we do that, you've got to see the intro. You know we're called Business Choreography. We want to know what choreography in business means to you.
1: Gosh, it's about getting all the pieces to work together. Right. And, and yeah. And so when we're, when we're entrepreneurs, when we're, when we're owners, we get to be that, that master choreographer, but we got to make sure that all those other pieces are, are working together. We, and to do that, we've got to identify what those, what those pieces are and, and make sure that, that, that they're all there and they're, and they're working in harmony. And I think that sometimes actually communication is one of those things that sometimes gets overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. because, because one of my number one rules of communication is that everything communicates. So even when we're not communicating, we're actually communicating, not communicating is an act of communication. And that can unfortunately lead us to overlook that. So when we're choreographing everything else, our sales and our marketing and our operations and our finance and, and all that stuff, we've got to make sure that, that there's communication that's woven in and around that, that entire dance. Cause if it's not um, well, then they may, <laughs> they may crash into each other when they're on stage. So uh, that that's I yeah, <laughs> and it does. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I help people with. Well, you know, we all have this
0: winding road that we go on through our entrepreneurial business journey. And uh, it, it never surprises me the crazy things that, all of you guys out there going through. So I want to start with that. Let's dig into the backstory. How'd you get to this point doing what you're doing today and and sharing all the cool stuff that you're sharing with the people that you're helping?
1: Yeah, it's been a you know it's been a great road. And what's what's really cool is where where i am now which is a <clears throat> little late in my career if i may say so uh <laughs> but I, I i use every day i use what i learned back in journalism school and back in my first jobs which were in radio and, and tv news and that's that's storytelling it is boiling down complex concepts into simple terms that are engaging and that people can understand. It has to do with being a, a quick study because think about it. When you're a reporter, you get to work every day. You don't really know what you're going to be covering and right. till, like the news happens and the news comes on at six o'clock <laughs> and you've got to be an expert at that point to sure. tell everybody about it. So that's what especially being a consultant and now with a lot of the training and the coaching that i do being a quick study really helps too and so these are things that i learned um you know many years ago and 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 i continue to use i continue to use today so while it's what i what i really love is that while it's been a, a long and i guess evolutionary road along the way i'm still in touch with with my roots every day and that's pretty cool I love that you know we talked uh you mentioned storytelling
0: and and that being part of the art of communication. Tell us a little bit more about maybe some of the the ups and downs that you went through to get to this point because
1: uh it's it's never it's never really what we think it's gonna be when we start out, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you you know, um gosh when so when I started it in in journalism, uh I was. I, I was excited to have that, that, that job. I was in radio for about a year and a, TV is what I wanted to do. And I, I got a job at a TV station is in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, I, I was doing what I thought was great work and was having a, a great time. And then one day the executive producer called me uh, in for a little conversation and we sat in an empty editing room and she basically told me that nobody liked working with me. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I use this lesson today uh, to this day with the, some of the training I do on on leading difficult conversations, because I know uh, what it was like to be on the receiving end of those. But I also know what a gift a conversation like that can be when it's done right, which is what she did. And basically what she told me was, is that, you know, when, when you're a reporter, a TV news reporter, you go out most of the time with a, a photographer, a camera person, and that I was essentially stepping on their toes too much and I became a pain in the neck to work with. And, and I, f- I felt terrible because I didn't want to make anybody's job any, any harder. I just thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And, and so I, I made those changes and I apologized to people and I wound up becoming great friends with, with some of these folks uh, after I was able to, after I had that difficult conversation was able to learn. So Part of what I, I train people on is, is leading those difficult conversations now, having had that experience of being on the receiving end, and then also later in my career, uh, having to lead some of those myself. So uh, yeah, some bumps in the road along the way can can wind up being gifts for, uh, for the future.
0: I love that. How did you get through that? I mean, we talk a lot about communication from the outside, but clearly there was some communication going on between you and you uh, when- when that happened. And I know a lot of people will take it to heart and they will take it very personally and they don't see it as a growth opportunity, but how did you get through that communication cycle to be able to make those changes and go repair those relationships? I mean, there's a lot of internal communication that, that really can hold us back.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I took a minute to, to absorb what was kind of a shock to me. Cause I didn't, I I was blind to what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't realize it. And, but I was thankful in the end that, that, that she had that conversation with me. And when, when I'm, when I'm confronted with, with something like that, I I run right at it. Uh, It it is easy to withdraw and say, and say, woe is me and say, oh, maybe I'm not cut out for this or I should do something else or what have you. Uh, But I, I, I had confidence in myself that I could, I could make this right and and I, I thought to myself, all right, what do I need to do? I said, oh, well, first of all, you to apologize to people and say, look, I, I really don't want to make your job harder than it needs to be. And and then I and then I say, all right, well, what what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing more of? and and that's how you go about fixing it. And so I ran right at it, and that's what I, I tell folks to do or, or is, is my suggestion to folks when they're, when they when they when they have a challenge like that is 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 run at it and find the solution and and take charge of it. I love that. That's so
0: important and and such a hard thing I think in the moment uh, with all the emotions oh, sure it going is.
1: on. It's such a hard thing to do. So you talked a lot. Yeah, little I didn't bit. I didn't run at it right away. I, yeah. think, <laughs> I, out, I think I went out that night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's what happens uh you know you talked about leading the difficult conversations and uh the number of times unfortunately that i've had to be in some of those difficult conversations whether on the receiving end or delivering end of layoffs or whatever it might have been how do you approach that give us some tips and and some ideas of some of the first steps you take to be able to appro- or approach those conversations because it's not just hard for them; it's it's hard for the deliverer
1: in a major way. Oh, sure it is. And human nature—we we don't like to do this, so we postpone it, we avoid it, we try to sugarcoat, and that just—it doesn't help because that conversation has to happen. There's a business right. reason for that conversation. So I, I boil this down into, into three phases. There's the preparation phase. There's the actual conversation, and there's even the after aftermath as well. The preparation piece is the is the biggest part. And the first thing that we need to, to do is, is think to ourselves, okay, well, what's the objective of this conversation? And this applies to any communication, really. What is the job of this communication, or in this case, a difficult conversation? What do I need to accomplish here? And because there's a business reason for this conversation, that helps you peel aside some of the personal, some of the emotional stuff and say, all right, what just what am I here to do? What's the end result I wanna get out of this? And that, that helps keep you focused so when you're actually having the conversation then maybe some tangents open up here, you're able to guide it back to achieving that original goal. And then you, you think, uh, again, this also applies to all communication, but especially here as well. What do you want, uh, what do you want people to think, feel, and do? As a result of this conversation? Is there what what information do you want them to know? How do you want them to to feel about this? Do you want them to feel that uh that you're being upfront with them even though this is this is tough information, that you're leveling with, with them, even though they might not like hearing that hearing it, that you're that you're being empathetic and you're a thoughtful person, even though it's a tough conversation. And then ultimately what is the action that you need them to do? And this is particularly important if it's like a performance related conversation where you, where you need somebody to to do things in a, in a different way Uh, being as prescriptive and clear as possible in that is will, will help that communication be uh, be most effective. So Thinking along those lines and then really thinking about also, and this is also another one of my number one rules of communication is, is know your audience. What is, what's, what's going on with, with this person professionally. You may also consider if you have access to the information, I wouldn't go probing for it, but if you happen to know of anything that's going on in their personal life that might be affecting how they might react to a difficult conversation. And then, and then also, Listing out in your own mind, a little mini FAQ. What are some of the questions that they may be asking? So you know that you at least have some answers uh, ahead of time. And so going through that and really being careful with your preparation and thoughtful about your preparation will help that conversation uh, go better. Um, We're not that, that the point here, too, is that having these difficult conversations and using some of these tips won't necessarily make the conversation easier it'll make it better. The conversation is always, it's always going to be hard. Right. Um, When you sit down, when you're having the actual conversation, get to the point, don't cover things in small talk, get to the, get to the bottom line right away, get to the news right away. Don't sugarcoat it. And, uh, and, and be clear as possible. Answer any questions that you're able to. It's okay to tell them if you don't have an answer to a question, but make sure that, that you do follow up with, uh, with the answers to those questions. And then afterward, check in on that person if if needed, make sure you follow up with any actions or any answers to any questions that you didn't have during the conversation, or depending on the nature of the conversation, maybe there's nothing you need to do at all. Uh, that's kind of up to your judgment as you're depending on the situation, depending on the person, the organization and and so forth. But being methodical like that and thinking through it and trying as best as possible to take the, the emotion out of it is uh, is the best way to go. So trying to remind yourself and even that other person that it's not personal. However, it's always personal, right? <laughs> a little yeah. bit of a paradox there. There's, there's just not going to be a way to, uh, to, to, to make it entirely not personal for that, for that individual. So, uh, but, but making it and tying it to, to the business will, will help it be uh, the best it, it can go. I'll, I'll give you an example of, of something, actually a conversation that, I had to have with somebody who was was working for me, and uh, I didn't have too much time to prepare for this because this came up right away. He and I were scheduled to go into a meeting with some people out, from outside the company that were coming to our office. And he showed up that day in a shirt that looked like he just pulled it out of the bottom of the dryer. Uh, it was just a total mess. And I don't know what he was thinking, <laughs> I don't know what it was, <laughs> but he showed up to work that way. And I said, you know, look, uh we, we we're meeting these important people and you you can't come in, in a in a shirt like that that's that that's in that condition and i, I told him to go home and change and he went home, and that was it was really hard to have that conversation and he sure he didn't like it but he came back and he changed and we went in and we had the meeting and it was a it was a good meeting um it was the same guy right the guy didn't change but he needed to he needed to change that needed to change that shirt.
0: Right. And,
1: and I didn't like having that conversation. He didn't like hearing it, but there was a business reason for it. He took care of it. We got in, we got out, we had the meeting. It was good.
0: That's it. That's what you have to do. And it's so hard to address those Yeah. in, in those moments, especially when they catch you off guard and you, and you think, gosh, I thought I prepped for all of this. And, and here right. there's the, this anomaly that, that doesn't usually happen. Those are usually the ones that are challenging. You know, You talk about growing confidence through communication and through speaking. And this is something, you know, you hear all the time that next to death, speaking publicly (laughs) is one of the most feared things on the planet. And uh, how do you go about helping somebody that is a little bit more Uh, concerned about speaking in public and and what kind of tips can we give them to help to build that confidence and, and feel like they have the credibility to be able to speak in that setting.
1: Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a great bit about that. He says at a funeral, you'd rather be the guy in the coffin than the one giving the eulogy. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, it, it, it goes back to that. It goes back to that preparation and a lot of the nervousness comes from a lack of confidence. And conf- a lack of confidence can can be rooted in a bunch of different things. A big part of it is um, not knowing what to say or not knowing what to do. So if you prepare well enough beforehand, if you're able to lay out your content in a way that's comfortable for you, I always suggest people don't do a word-for-word script, but if that's what they have to do, that's that's what they need to do. And and then practice it in front of a mirror or practice it in in front of somebody else. Then uh, then they're at least comfortable in in their material. But then that you know that doesn't help the feeling of when you step up there and you see all these eyeballs looking at you <laughs> from from the audience. Sure. So what do you do when when that happens? You know, frankly, I think that just takes practice. And again, that's similar to running at a a difficult. Situation, doing it enough to where uh, it 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 doesn't throw you as much as as initially it it uh, it it could have at the at the beginning. I've I've spoken at conferences. I've spoken in huge group in front of huge groups of people. I as a PA announcer, I get on a mic, live microphone, in front of tens of thousands of people, and depending on what's going on, I still get a little nervous. The the announcing part, not as much as when I'm, it's the bigger crowds actually don't bother me as much as the smaller ones do. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, that's, it's just, it's, it's still out there, but it's something that you can at least overcome if you practice it at least enough.
0: I love that. And right now with uh, Insight Comms, what type of entrepreneurs and businesses are you working with currently? and, And what is your company focus on?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk to you specifically about one one client, uh, probably about a medium sized business, and and they they just thought their their folks weren't showing up professionally in the way they wrote emails, in the way they spoke to clients, and needed some help in just professional communication, putting good sentences together, not using too many emojis and text lingo in their in their emails and and that kind of stuff. And, and that grew to me being part of their ongoing trading program. I also have uh, 11 e-learning courses on my website that people can purchase online or companies can buy. And I give pretty deep discounts for teams that, that want those. But they purchased four of those courses for their entire company. Right, to be able yeah. to go into. And so there's, there's a course on there on writing and speaking for internal audiences that they purchased and communicating bad news and, and two way communication and, and so on. So those are some of the, the, just kind of the, 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 it's almost basic stuff, but people these days, it seems don't have the the confidence or are concerned perhaps about how their folks are, are showing up professionally. So, so I help with that. And I don't go into it from the standpoint of, of being, you know, I'm not a grammar cop and I'm not, I don't want to be snotty about it. I mean, one of the things that one of the courses that I do is a uh, live courses that I do is helping people to reduce filler words like, um, and, ah, and, you know, and those sorts of things. I, I don't stand, sit there and say, aha, you said, um, 27 times when you gave that presentation. I don't, I don't like that it feels accusatory and not very supportive. Instead, I like to take a step back and say, "Alright, let's figure out why we use these to begin with." And then we'll talk about some tips that can help us reduce it. And by the way, let's face it, we're never going to get totally rid of them. So, let's not even worry about that. And so I try to go in and be supportive with with this, with the with the writing piece and and I think because I think too many people come at communication and and and, and, related su- subjects, frankly, in a little bit of a snotty way. <laughs> sure. And, and I don't, uh, it was always a turnoff to me. So I, I try to just say, Hey, let's, let's work through this together and, 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 be supportive.
0: I love that. And it's really interesting in the, in the digital era and space, I'd say, even in the last five to eight years, things have changed so much in the business and corporate uh, world that, it, I think it started with people starting to dress down and not dressing up for work. You don't see suits and ties and full, you know, full business garb anymore and people are taking that and I think it comes into the communication as well and I think there has to still be a professionalism, regardless of if you're a development team and the software team that wears t-shirts and jeans to work, you still have to have a professional communication between you and the other companies that you're servicing and, and, or you have vendors for or whatever it is. And so there's so much value and so much necessity for that. And I think, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Uh, not to mention they have to talk to each other in right. house. And I. I see that all the time that they dress down and then all of a sudden, so does they, they dress down their language as well. And so now they're talking and communicating in the office, like they were chums at the bar and that changes the nature of the work that you can do and of what you can get done at a high level.
1: Yeah. That's a really interesting point. I, I hadn't thought of it so much as coming from the, I guess, increased informality of, of the workplace and now of course, remote work and and so forth. That's that's interesting. I'm gonna think about that some more. I I think a lot of it also comes from the the Twitterification <laughs> of communication over the last sure. I don't know however many years it's been, and and text messages where we're used to these short bursts, right, of of communication that by the way keep cascading on these little devices that we have in our hands or are on our computer screens or both at right. the same time. So when we're communicating. Sure, we can send somebody an email, but we're not thinking that's going to be in, that's going to be one piece of one or maybe two streams of communication that are going by somebody all at the same time. So when you're sending somebody a note, think about that, put put yourself in their shoes and think, well, I need to not only communicate to them, I need to break through the clutter that they're experiencing. So if I'm going to send them an email I better not put a. uh, I don't want to put a subject line in there that just says question, or update, or something very bland like that, because people are just going to scroll by it and and not see it. So it's it's part of it is is breaking through that clutter and be able to communicate ourselves and express ourselves in very short bursts, because that's how people are have been conditioned these days to receive information. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh it's becoming pretty typical.
0: And I think that not only is that communication element so necessary internally, but I, I'm sure you help a lot with you'd mentioned story earlier, but just Determining how you're showing up to your customer as well and the language that you're using being appropriate for them and and getting them to hear your message. And so that message to market match is so reliant on the communication side of things. Do you and your companies do stuff from that perspective as well?
1: Yeah. And that that client I was talking about earlier specifically helped them with with that. And helping them show up professionally to their to their clients and sure so we'll do a i'll do a training with them and we'll say okay we'll, we'll put up an email that uh it's an example of of an email that you might see every day and say okay let's take five or ten minutes and go through there and and see how you might rewrite that email or what do you think uh should be done to professionalize that email and so we've obviously we've peppered it with some things in there some a little more obvious than others And that lets us have a conversation. They go in and they spend time with it. And then afterwards we'll talk through it. And it lets us have a conversation about, you know, here's something that uh, we probably don't want to say in a professional email. And here's a way, here's another way to rephrase it or to word it or to present it. So don't, unless you're really, really familiar with somebody, don't use text abbreviations. Don't use emojis. um, Make sure that, that your um, if if you tell somebody you have two questions about something that you don't list four questions. <laughs> you know, these are well, but these are things that we see. Right. And then somebody on the receiving end, we're like oh, they may not realize they were asked for two, but or they're asked about two and they see four. But they're something they think there's something's a little weird about this. And what is it? And oh, I'm not going to deal with that right now. And they scroll on to it to the next thing and then they forget about it. Then the person who sent the note hasn't heard anything back in five days. And then they go to follow up again. And it's a mess. So Absolutely. if we're if we're able to at least help with that first round of communication to help break through that clutter, to help present it professionally, to help get in, get out when we need to, hopefully as that person is accessing that through their scroll, through their feed, they'll take the time to look at it and respond. Right.
0: I love that. Talk to us a little bit more about what it looks like to come in and work with you guys, and and what that process is about, and and what we could expect if any of our listeners want to get in and and
1: yeah. So there's a there's a few different ways that we work: we do live, virtual, and and in person training on these subjects and and some others other related subjects as well and uh, also as i mentioned there's there's e-learning on demand e-learning on website plus.insidecoms.com and you can go up go on there and purchase a course right away and it gives you 13 months access to the to the course if we're looking to buy it for more than one person we can do pretty deep discounts for for teams on that and also, can come in and and do live, uh, live training, live coaching on those particular topics as well. So there's a bunch of different ways. The best way to engage is just to to send me a note, and the email addresses are on the websites. But you could also send a note directly to me at Gary G A R Y dot Ross at insidecoms.com. and talk to me about what you're what you're looking at and if there's if there are uh, existing solutions that that we've got, we can roll that out pretty quickly for you. If there's something that you'd like us to to look at that is is unique to your situation or something that that we haven't developed yet necessarily, uh, let's do something custom for you. I've done custom e learning for for uh, for clients. I've got a, a full studio and. Thanks to some of my my TV background can uh, can do all the camera work and the editing and all that stuff right here. So um, you don't have to work with large studios and worry about getting on their production schedules and all that. I can bank stuff out for you pretty quickly.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, gosh, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us your wisdom and, and your journey. I appreciate it so much before we let you go. I'm, I'm wondering if you can leave us with some last words of wisdom to, to hit the road with.
1: Yeah. Communicate with empathy and, and know your audience, especially understand what they're going through, understand what motivates them, understand what they want from you, understand what you want from them and take a moment just to think that through and to also consider their frame of reference. Again, not only that that stream of communication they're, they're scrolling through, but what they might be going through that day or what their industry might be going through or what their locality might be going through and, and have empathy for, for others. It, you will be pleasantly surprised as to how well that helps you break through the clutter and helps you connect genuinely with other people. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for these days, this genuine and authentic connection. I love that. Guys, go check it out. Get in contact
0: and make sure you continue to work and choreograph your communications. It's so important. It is not done by accident. You've got to do it on purpose. And of course, don't forget, keep working on choreographing your business. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care.